0: Lindsay P. Khan. Lindsay has been working as a certified life career and executive coach for over 15 years and is a facilitator of women and girls groups for over 20 years. She is the founder of the Wellspring, a boutique coaching and consulting firm that supports employers and individuals to become the best version of themselves. On the corporate side, the Wellspring at Work, she and her business partner offer a unique coaching and mentoring program for women in the workplace called She Soars to help women thrive in their careers and life. They also support HR executives with people-centered cultures to create environments of authentic inclusion, belonging and well-being. I first met Lindsay about a decade or so ago when she was working as a executive recruiter and My experience with her was beyond anything I had ever come across to that point in my career, and I had worked with a number of executive recruiters by that time, and what struck me was the passion that she brought to her work and the personalized touch. I felt like I was her only candidate for the role. Now, at the end of the day, things didn't work out, and it was perfectly fine, and we parted ways but we stayed in touch and later when I made a decision to become a professional coach and I was reaching out to people to get practice coaching which is what's required uh, I reached out to Lindsay and I came to find out to my surprise that she was also a certified coach and had been through the same training that I was going through and we have remained uh, close friends ever since. So it is my distinct honor and pleasure to have this a little bit extended conversation with Lindsay. Stay tuned. Lindsay, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, John. It is so nice to be here.
0: It is just so wonderful to have you and to reconnect a little bit in this way. I I wonder if you would just mind telling our audience a little bit about what is it that you have been working on or, or working toward over these uh, last few months of, uh, of winter here?
1: Wow. Um, I think I'll answer that in, in two ways. One, I have been working very hard with my business partner um, in the corporate work that we do on delivering a program that we love uh, called She Source. It's a coaching and mentoring program for women in the workplace. And um, we've been doing a lot of coaching. I've been doing more coaching than I think I've ever done in my whole life, maybe even cumulatively, <laughs> a lot of coaching sessions. Um, but it's been really rewarding and it's felt great. And then at the same time, I've been fervently trying to find time to really just take some space to look at my own private coaching practice, and figure out how I want to build that up, um, maybe a little bit in a different way. And I'm also working on a workshop um, that I've piloted in the past, but I've decided I'm going to formally launch it in the fall. So I've been doing that. So it's all of it's been keeping me busy, but it's, it's good stuff.
0: Uh, sounds really fulfilling.
1: It, it feels fulfilling.
0: Yeah. D- do you mind just sharing a little bit, if you're able to, uh, about your workshop coming out in the fall?
1: No, I'd love to. So it's called, it's for women, it's called Take Up Your Crown and Wear It. And it is, um, it's a workshop for women that's founded on the idea that we, each of us, have our own sense of majesty, um, that we all uh, are regal. And what I really mean by that is we each have the capacity within us to be the rulers of our own lives. And I think that a lot of people don't even know that's an option for them. And I came up with this course because of my years of coaching, both on the private practice side and employees, Um, especially females. I really saw a pattern where uh, women just weren't recognizing, I think, their own inner brilliance, their own capacity to create a life that is a life of their choosing not a life based on their terms not someone else's terms and so the workshop is run in four two-hour segments i tried to make it really accessible um sort of in sound bites so that a woman can walk away with some significant ahas but also an actionable plan to start aligning her life to who she is and who she wants to be so that's the course in a nutshell
0: you just gave me goosebumps.
1: Oh, <laughs> yes.
0: and, and you know, I, I don't think that I have ever expressed this to you uh, privately, or in, in or in any other way. But let me just say it here: I I so appreciate and value and honor the work that you do with women. So thank you very much for that.
1: Oh, thank you, John. That means so much to me. Thank yeah, you very much.
0: You are thank most you. welcome. Part of what we're going to chat about a little bit today is a topic that I know that that you are uh, passionate about, and that's love. And if we could maybe just start by, if you would mind just describing a little bit as of how you see love unfolding in the work that you do.
1: First of all, I have to tell you, now, I have goosebumps. I am so excited to be even in this kind of conversation with you. I hadn't thought a lot about it from that perspective until you invited me to be on this podcast and I think there's so much to say about it and in my thinking about it recently I almost I almost feel like at least for coaching the act of being a coach and being in service to clients is all about being in service to love. It's, I feel, about helping a client recognize the beauty of who they are from the inside out, their own uniqueness, helping them perhaps fall a little in love with themselves, step into a place of self-love, and I think it kind of starts there as a seed. Does that make sense how I'm saying this?
0: It certainly does.
1: Yeah. And, and then conversely, I feel like when I meet coaches that love what they do, and I've yet to meet a coach that doesn't, (laughs) right? Then I, I also believe that the love is there in that relationship as well, right? It's the coach, as, as a fellow coach, you know, we're trained to leave ourselves um, kind of out there to be in full service with the client so that we are vessels and allowing ourselves to fully hear and see that client for who they are. We kind of don't exist in the space. It's about being there for them. And I think that is an extension of love, of love for them. and it kind of feeds on itself, I think, though, though I've never heard it used in these terms. So I'm, I, I just love this concept. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and and thank you for that. So as you're working with your clients, are you, it's, it's kind of a weird question, I guess, but do you think about love as, so I think about love as a verb in many ways. Mm. I could just state it that way, as opposed to thinking about it like an adjective or a descriptor word. Mm. What do you think?
1: So sort of like love is an action or love in action?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's an action word as opposed mm-hmm. to oftentimes we use it as a descriptor for something. But yeah. from where I'm sitting, it's more, and it sounds like that's what you're describing as well. It's kind of an action that you're yeah.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. But again, I've never thought of it that way until you just said that. And I recognize that is what I'm saying. I, I just didn't realize that that's what I'm saying. I think I think it is. It's, it's love in action. And um, because coaching is sort of in my mind right now in this moment of our conversation, it's love in action when the coach leaves himself or herself out out there or by the wayside in service of the client and it's love in action when the process is to help the client see themselves in a new and different way and step into loving themselves more and then I'd even take it one step further I guess from this perspective that then what the client does outside of the coaching session right when they take in all of what they've learned or they're working toward a goal and they're taking action steps towards that goal. It's all about self-love really, isn't it, right? A goal or a vision, you're standing in support of yourself and wanting to get to where you want to be. And that's more love in action, I think.
0: What a, that's a lot of really wonderful examples of love and action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm curious about one thing. So when you stop and think a little bit about how love manifests itself in your life in general, very broadly, how do you how do you experience love?
1: Well, something just came to my mind, and I'm wondering before I say it: is this love in action, or is it love as? as more of just an is or a beingness, I wonder. But I read something recently, and it really made me pause. And I can't get it out of my mind. And it was, I can't remember who said it. (laughs) Of course, I cannot remember who said it. But it was the words, and it was something about, Wanting to, when when I, this isn't Lindsay, it's this person, when I am in the presence of another living being, I yearn to have that being be known, feel known, and be loved. And to me, that's love. And I think that's how it shows up in my life that, the love I receive from people dear to me, it, it when I know I'm loved by them, I am seen for who I am. And I feel seen for who I am and I know they love me. And it makes me think of, you know, I'm here right now looking outside my windows, living in the woods. And I see these sweet little doves and a chipmunk over there. And, and I, I fervently have a yearning always to make every living being feel so cherished and seen and special just for who they are. And so I think that's how love shows up for me in my life.
0: How beautiful. Thank you for that, Lindsay. You know, I was was thinking a little bit earlier uh, today, there was a, a really nice work of quite a number of years back called the language of love and mm-hmm. i'm not sure if you're familiar with it or not but what resonated with me about that is is how do we experience love in sort of day to day or how do we express love and I, you know and and when i was reading that work i reflected back a little bit about my childhood and my parents and you know my father who was an instrumental figure in my life you know i never understood that he loved me when i was a young child because the language that he used to express his love was hard work and providing for his family mm. and that was his expression of love for us but you know it, as a child those kinds of things don't really translate mm. so From his perspective, he was showing love for me and my brothers and our family. And on our side of the equation, we experienced someone who rarely had the energy for us. And when he did have energy for us, it was often expressed in frustration or anger because of all of the work that he had to do. So, you know, as I reflect back on that as as an adult, you know, and I think about how we express our love to others. Mm. And, and, and what you're saying is just the embodiment in the full expression of the love that you have for your work and for your clients, that that's an expression of your love in the universe. Mm. And did, did, what do you think about that? Am, am I missing something there?
1: No, no, I'm just taking all of this in and I'm taking in what you just shared about your father and I and I think you know kind of what was going on in my mind is how you have recognized now as an adult man looking back, that he was expressing in his way love, but you all weren't receiving it and how heartbreaking that is, right That the love was there, but not for the taking. And, and I, that probably happens so often in, in countless ways. And I just, um, you've just got me thinking about that. And, and around how I express love with my clients, I, I, I think that's right. I think it's, it's almost. It's almost, I think, first and foremost, about holding the space, right? Allowing, making the space for the client to again feel seen, be seen, and I'm gonna add, and I'm gonna say in loved, though I never use that language yeah. with my with my clients. But that I think that is what's going on, and that the client, I hope, feels that energy. And because of that, feel safe enough to sort of just start stepping into the relationship with me and hopefully more into a, a deepened relationship with them, with themselves.
0: You know, I really like how you've expressed and I, I took a little note here actually as we're chatting and I wrote, what I wrote down was the energy of love. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in in, in this little portion of our conversation here, when I was talking a little bit about my my dad and that relationship, you know, it just kind of occurred to me, I wonder if there are ways that we can make sure that when we're in that loving space, right, I, I, I have love for you as a human being and as my friend and colleague. I wonder, you know, how can I make sure that that's received or that I'm clear about that? So that's kind of what's going on uh, up in my brain right now. What do you think about that?
1: I think that is so powerful. What's, because what's going on in my mind is um, my husband, John, introduced me to love languages. And maybe, is that the book you're referring to?
0: I, uh, per- perhaps <laughs> I, I, I get titles wrong all the time, so that, that may very well be it.
1: Or, or I think the book title's right, and inside of it, it references specific love languages. And so, for example, he has explained to me that a, one love language is, I think it's the written word, another is the said word, another is touch, and another, I think, is giving gifts. And then each of us... Has a preference unconsciously or sometimes consciously. And then in romantic partnerships or friendships or where I'm going with this is maybe even any relationship, colleague relationships, coaching relationships, it's about seeking to understand the other person's language of love so that you, as the partner in that situation, can give love that way. So that you know it's being received. And I think it's also so loving to think that each of us, regardless of what kind of relationship we're talking about, would take the time to seek to understand the other person's love language and take it upon ourselves to make the effort to try to give our love in that way to them. That in and of itself feels so such a loving thing to do.
0: It It really does. And you know, what's occurring to me here is, and something I tell my clients all the time, and you probably do as well, and that is being intentional, Yeah. right? If, if I want you to know that I love you in whatever way I want you to know that, then a great place to start, it sounds like, is to simply be intentional about that relationship and about that demonstration. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I never really thought, you know, actually, I never quite thought about it that way. And, you know, as, as we're having this conversation, I'm thinking back just a little bit, you know, I wish that I had that little nugget of knowledge when I was, you know, I don't know, 14 or 15, when, you know, all teenagers have challenges or many do with their, with their parents and family, that I, if I had had that little nugget that, that someone would have said to me, you know what, this is simply how your parents express love. It may not be perfect it may not be what you want to experience right. but this is their expression of love and how can you meet that right uh, so I, th- I think there's a lot of power there for, at least from where i'm sitting
1: i i agree with you and i i wish for you that that had happened too or that your father had, had someone explained that to him right? yeah that, that if we each knew that one another was with the best of intentions, trying to express our love for the other, rather than having it get misconstrued or not received. I think we'd be in a much different place in this world.
0: I agree. Yeah. Lindsay, when you you think about the, the clients that you serve, what is it that you love the most about the work you do?
1: Well first I just realized I this is so funny. Every time I get off the phone or off a zoom with one of my clients, I think I always say out out loud to myself, it's just me at that point. I love them. <laughs> I, <laughs> lo- I love them. You know, and I'll say the person's name. Like I love and I mean it so sincerely. It's um so first of all, I'm the luckiest woman in the world. I love my clients. I love them. Um, and I just got so excited about that. I forgot. the qu- <laughs> What was the question? What,
0: what, what do you love the most about them? <laughs> the, the I, most I, I, about I get them. the enthusiasm for sure. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: What do I love the most about them? <sighs> what I love the most about them as a whole is the same thing that I admire the most about them. It is their ferocity and tenacity to do whatever it is they have to do to get to where they want to be, to feel the way they want to feel, and to live the life they want to live. It blows me away every single time.
0: It's blowing me away right now. Mm. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. You know, for for me, uh, as I think about this a little bit deeper, for me, a lot of it is about the driving the connection with others and the the link. I think between for me personally between love and being connected with others, and like you in many ways, when I get off of a call with a client, I'm often, my spirits are really buoyed and I don't often say that I love my clients, but I will have to say sitting here uh, chatting with you this afternoon that, you know, every one of my clients I do love in in a variety of different ways, but what I love the most is the connection that we build together Mm. and how, how vulnerable, we can be with each other. So at a real human level. And you know, there's a lot of we have a lot of noise to deal with in society in in my estimation. And, you know, oftentimes it's difficult, I think, to find that connection. And that really is what motivates me in in the work that you and I both do and and what I love the most about it and about the clients that I work with. Mm. Is your connection with them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm.
1: It's almost just hearing you say it it makes me feel like especially when you said in the noise of our world it's like that connection that you love with them it feels like little soft places to land together it's um it's yeah that i, I can feel that connection piece over here yeah
0: little soft places to land yeah that is a visualization I'm going to carry with me for mm-hmm. some time. Thank you for that. That is really something about how you just express that really strikes me. So mm-hmm. thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just what I was seeing as you talked about it. Just there's something so um, really beautiful about that. Yeah.
0: What what are some ideas that you have that maybe have worked for you about cultivating more love in your life what works for you
1: you know this might sound so maybe a bit trite because i feel like it's this common thought out there that if you don't love yourself you can't really love others but i think it's a common thought <laughs> because i think there's a lot of truth to it so what came to my mind the moment you asked that is When I pause and try to consistently be self-loving, I think that allows me organically to cultivate more loving relationships and more love in my life. So um, and I'm, I'm not always consistent, but at least I work to try to catch myself. So, for example, when I really did some really hard inner work to try to even know who I was and dare to like myself once I figured out who I was, much less fall in love with myself, um, a simple thing that I did was I would listen to my self-talk. And if I would hear myself being negative uh, toward myself, I would stop and um, beauty is always my favorite. To me, it's a very spiritual word, so I don't mean beauty like the hair on my my head, right? (laughs) Beauty. I would call myself beauty and say, stop. And let's say I just said, I had said to myself, oh, my God, I can't believe I just spilled that. Oh, that was, what a fool, Lindsay. That was ridiculous. I'm making this up. This was years ago. And I would stop and I'd say, beauty, it's okay. Just pick it up. And and the more and more I would, I guess, maybe it's mothering myself, I'm not sure how to explain it in a very loving way, giving me the love in a way I wanted to receive it from myself, my entire world up in the biggest and best way. And my relationships changed, the love in them became profound, I drew more love into my life. So that's the first thing that came to mind yeah
0: so the adage of love yourself before you can love others sounds like it was a real game changer for you
1: it was it 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 really was i think there is such simple truth
0: to that yeah you know and, and and for me on on my end is i have a strong i'm back to connection here for just a moment i have a really strong connection to the natural world, and Mm -hmm. when I think about how I can express more love in my work or in my life, it often comes back to that, just that being out, you mentioned a little earlier kind of, you know, looking out into the woods where you are and, you know, when I go out and I'm actually out in the natural world, it helps me feel a lot more connected, which my belief is that that's an an expression of how i can bring more love to the world by feeling more connection to everything and everyone around me so that you know no one is alien to me no human is my enemy or is alien to me and that's something that i hang my hat on quite often and when i kind of get in a difficult spot the, the mantra that I use many times is to simply stay with it because that is, to your point, oh. an act of love for me and it helps me get better. And when I feel like when I get better, again, to your point, that I'm able to be more of a channel of love and connection for others.
1: That is so beautiful, John. I'm just sitting here sort of stunned by that. That is, that is so beautiful. It's like i think when I'm, am i hearing you right that it's it's almost hard to articulate but it's it's when you is when you're feeling a sense of belonging then it, it, there's there's an ability to have everyone belong
0: is that right yeah, yeah it's it's i think it is i mean it, for me, it's, it's a very expansive feeling, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so I'm sitting here in my office and I'm looking at my little round halo light and I'm, I'm looking at this screen with uh, these little bars going back and forth as we're talking. And then I'm looking out my window out into the, to your point, the the wilderness here. And I know that when I leave this physical structure and I go outside, I will yeah. feel more connected to the universe and to life around me and there's something about that energy that helps me feel more loving toward myself and I believe there's a lot of truth in what you've said and that is you know when I can be in that place it's so much simpler for me to love others oh. not always easy but it's so much simpler
1: oh, it's, it's wow I can I can it, It feels so
0: fast. Yeah. And I think that's, you hit on it earlier. I mean, it's really, in many ways, I think it's just that energy.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, there's lots of ways to express love and, you know, in, in written form or through labor or verbal expression or physical touch or lots of different ways. But the experience of it You know what I mean? I mean, so when you and I are together, for example, like now I am experiencing love. You don't have to do anything different than what you're doing now. You don't have to be anything special or different. It's just the experience that I'm having in this connection with you.
1: Yeah. That's so, so right. So I guess that's the love. There's love in action and then there's this.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's perhaps there's love as a verb, yeah, right and as yeah, active right. word. And then there's the the type of love that you or that I uh experience and feel and something that is generated from within me, right? When I love myself and I'm in that place. And it's something that's also generated without me, kind of from, from the outside in, when I again sort of look out at the leaves and the trees and nature that fills me up with a feeling of contentment Mm. and fulfillment and connection. And in many ways that leads me to a place of love.
1: I, I think it's so, what's the word? Magnificent. that for as much as we're able to talk about it and articulate around love, in as much as we have already, it also has this magnificent elusiveness. Yeah. And, and I think there's something so amazing about that. And um, I remember once there was, uh, it was a movie scene and someone asked somebody in the movie to like, you know, prove that, that there's a God or how do you know God's there or prove that you know, prove your faith or something. And the way that the person responded is they said to this person, I know you love your father so very much. And this was the character loved your father. And he said to prove, prove it, define that love. And she was unable to, right? Because even though she could say, well, because of this, 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 it's the bigger swath of love that's under it and around all of it that we just, that's, that's, perfectly elusive
0: interesting i love that perspective and it sounds a little bit like what we've been chatting about today
1: yeah yeah i think so very much so yeah
0: you know this is it it, even though i i have an easy time chatting with you about love you know this is a really challenging topic (laughs) Don't you think
1: I do, I do, I do. And I think for, for so many reasons I do. And, and at the same time, it's, um, it's like an exciting challenge. It's, it's, it is. Yeah, you it is. Know, it's yeah.
0: Well, you know, and, and, and I just got interested in this as a topic, I guess, probably about a year and a half or so ago because I kept hearing people. Suddenly I started to tune in and I heard people say about things like, well, I love my work and I love, and it just dawned on me. Well, what is it that you love the most about your work? And what is how is it that we bring the value, if you will, of love into the work that we do because we work so intently and intensely with other humans and oftentimes people are at their most vulnerable when we're working with them. So how do they know that we love them and how do they experience the love that we bring to our work? And I don't have any answers for, for either one of those two questions, but to me it's just, it's a question worth exploring and and thinking more deeply about.
1: I, I love those two questions and I think it feels like if we're all fortunate enough that's the next cusp perhaps of evolution inside of a workplace right so it's I love that inside of workplaces when it's authentically used that now there's really the word of belonging of inclusion and belonging but it used to be inclusion and now there's belonging being added and belonging when it's authentic feels like you're stepping deeper into getting closer to that love but what if workplace cultures embraced love the kind of love we're talking about in the workplace love for one another that just takes belonging and digs so much deeper um i just i don't know it would be very interesting to see if that's maybe fingers and toes crossed where cultures start to evolve from from where they are today
0: what a beautiful idea and you know i i'm wondering if perhaps as we go forward here if i could enlist you and maybe we can enlist hundreds of thousands of other peoples to be ambassadors of love in the workplace. What do you think?
1: Uh, I have goosebumps from my toes to my fingers.
0: <laughs> I uh, think we should do that.
1: Oh, oh. my, start a movement. <laughs> love I, in the workplace, John. Yes. Mm. Love in
0: the workplace.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm in
0: I'm
1: I, all I, in
0: I, I'm not sure how we're going to make it happen <laughs> but i think I, I think it's worth exploring and trying to make it happen and by the way if you if anyone works for an organization who's listening to this and you don't have belonging in your de and i strategy then you're really missing the boat
1: oh yes thank you for saying that because I can tell you firsthand that there are plenty of There are plenty of places that don't and not ill intended. They just don't know. So now hopefully they're listening and they know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining uh, our conversation today. It's always so wonderful and lovely to hear from you and I love you and thank (laughs) you for all of the work that you do and particularly the work that you're doing uh, with the women in your life. Thank you. And
1: I love you, John. I cannot, I am, I can't thank you enough. And I just marvel at how we first met. And I know it wasn't a coincidence. And I just, I think it's the best.
0: And thank you for enriching my life. Thank you. It absolutely was, it absolutely was not an accident.
1: No no doubt about that. I'm positive. (laughs) It's amazing.
0: Now, Lindsay, if, if people would like to get in touch with you, uh, mm-hmm. How can they do that?
1: Um, well, first, I'm happy to have anybody uh, send me an email, and um, my email address is Lindsay, L I N D S A Y at yourwellspring.com. Like, why are you Y O U R wellspring.com, Lindsay at yourwellspring.com. Um, that's a wonderful way to reach me um, or I think that's probably the best way.
0: Okay. Terrific. I'll I'll make sure that people get that in the, in the notes and in, in any postings and thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much, John. This was such a gift, such a treat. Thank you very much.
0: My pleasure. Have a great weekend.
1: Okay. You too.
0: Bye. I am so grateful to Lindsay for her expertise and her wisdom and her vulnerability during our conversation today. And I'd like to encourage everyone who may be listening to take up the mantle and think differently about your work and your life and think about what is the love that you're bringing to the work that you do? How do you express that? How do you experience love from other people? My belief is that the more we can talk openly and freely about love, the more connected we'll be, the greater our ability to transform ourselves and our circumstances will be. So I'm deeply grateful to Lindsay for agreeing to come on our show this week. Take care. I'll look forward to connecting with you very soon. and Have a great day.